I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I cannot believe what I've seen. I feel like I was in the war. I will literally never trust anyone ever again. God, right, yeah, on that fun note, welcome to episode 10 of Vice Does Love Island. I'm Emma Garland, features editor at Vice.com. And I'm Lauren O'Neill, staff writer at Vice.com. Vice Does Love Island will be the best and most loyal source of unofficial, non-ITV-affiliated Love Island chat for the duration of season five. We'll be here every Tuesday and Friday to dig deep into how this fucking program is worsening our already prevalent emotional issues. Honestly, think it's best if we just get it over with. <laughs> uh, even though reliving the last few days of Love Island is so painful, as basically as if these things happened to me personally, I think it's time for a raunchy recap. God. <laughs> right, so... <laughs> recapping the most terrible nights of my life. Um, so Tuesday night was the post Casa Moore recoupling, which is always fucking brutal. Mm. Like historically on every season it's always caused like drama. Yeah. This Casa Moore I feel like has been the most eventful ever and the recoupling is always pretty terrible because things and allegiances change. Calmly enough Danny chose Jordan and Anton chose Belle, neither of which was a big surprise really based on the previous few days. Yeah. Yeah. And then Maura recoupled with Marvin. Is that his name? Marvin. <laughs> and, uh, there were two men in Castle of Moore who looked exactly the same as each other. And Marvin is one of them. And really his only trait seems to be that he asks Maura about herself. Yeah, he also looks like a magician on a cruise ship, so I do appreciate him for that. But And then Lucy chose George, who is a sentient action man. He doesn't speak. <laughs> what does George say? She just chose him because he was the hottest one. Also, yeah. I'm glad she didn't choose that little shit Stevie because he said a mean thing about Tommy Fury within like minutes of being in Castle How dare out. you? How dare you speak of my king this way? <laughs> then things got a bit more spicy as... As you said, existing couples face some challenges. So first of all, Anna chose to recouple with Ovi over Jordan. Ovi, Ovi, Ovi. <laughs> a real man in the villa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Curtis having been pied off by Jordan. Who Jordan. Said, Jordan. <laughs> who he said he would actually like to recouple with after two solitary conversations. Yeah. Stuck with Amy. Then finally, the big news was that Michael 
who was previously in a pretty like kind of viewer's favourite couple mm. with Amber, I chose to recouple with a new girl, Joanna, which was quite sad. Yeah. But in some ways understandable, some ways not. It's more his reaction that's kind of kicked off yeah. in terms of like why people think it's inappropriate. More on that later. Yeah, more on that later, <laughs> I think. Um, then basically the whole thing kicked the fuck off. Curtis filled Amy in on what happened while she was gone, which is basically that he really fancied someone else, Jordan. Um, (laughs) And Amy was obviously very upset indeed, which has been really hard to watch. Yeah. And in probably the most surprising event, Michael got mad at Amber for nothing in particular, other than just, I guess, projecting a lot of his own guilt onto her which then led to a massive row between Michael and Anna, who was basically just sticking up for a mate. Yeah, then the next day, Amber and Michael's new partner, Joanna, were sent out on a friend date to clear the air, which seemed like it achieved, like, you know, they seem to be on okay terms Mm. now. And Amber later said that she thought Joanna was nice and that it wasn't her fault, etc. Yeah. So Anna is currently torn between Ovi, a six-foot-seven basketball player, and Jordan, who looks like his answer to what's your favourite night out is Croydon Box Park. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is the most accurate description of him I could possibly conceive of. Um, and yeah, so at the end of Thursday night's episode, Amy and Curtis essentially appeared to break things off because he kind of ultimately promised his head wouldn't be turned again, which is really sad. So it's a lot of stuff. But as a wise man with a completely hairless body named Anton once said, there are three sides to every story. His side, her side and the truth. <laughs> And we are nothing on Viceless Love Island if not committed to the truth. And thus, we have come to the second segment of the podcast, The Emotional Breakdown. So this is the bit where we basically try to make sense of what on earth has gone on, which is probably going to be more difficult than normal on this episode. And I would like to talk a bit about a really good piece of writing this week, a blog post by a great writer called Stephanie Boland. Hey, Stephanie. About unkindness versus abuse on the show and how we watch this show and how we can engage with this show maybe better. Mm. Basically, a lot of the time we use language that is about abusive relationships and stuff like that when we talk about Love Island. And sometimes that's actually not necessary. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously it's very easy, as we'll come to in a minute, to sort of describe someone's behaviour as gaslighting or manipulative or something like that. But a lot of the time they're just being mean and they're Mm. being assholes and like what Stephanie touched on that I thought was really great is sort of like the emotions around telling someone that they're being unkind basically and how it almost feels quite childish or like yeah just not as very like confident to say something like that like it's almost like you don't have like the grounds to just be like don't be mean to me it has to be couched in this like you're being abusive agreed um which is a really like valid point to make, I think, especially now and the way that we talk about relationships. Totally. And I think also it's really interesting and good because I think someone needed to say it in terms of applying that to our own viewership of this programme yeah. as well. Because obviously so much of what has gone on, you know, where people have really suffered like as a result of being in the public eye because they've been on Love Island mm. is because of the audience reaction to them. Yeah. And, you know, ITV can do 
so much and they needed to do more and they have done more whether that's enough yet I'm not sure like you know they've said that they're gonna actively suggest therapy to people after they come out of the villa Mm. whether they're offering that for a long enough period of time how often they're being offered that we don't know they were fairly cagey about that sort of information they didn't offer it however the show can only do so much and so much of what's gone on is about like Instagram comments and people you know being really cruel on the internet because they don't see it as like a real thing yeah definitely I think like the way that the internet is at the minute it sort of fuels or like encourages people to lump things into one of two categories rather than sort of being a bit nuanced about it and it's like ITV2 can give therapy to the contestants but they can't give therapy to every single person watching it which is really what needs to happen if if it's going to be like if people are going to come out of it and have a nice healthy life right another amazing journalist Amelia Tate tweeted this week that it's not about like not being mean about the people on the show you can do that in your group chat no one's saying that you can't talk shit if you want to but like you don't have to do it publicly where the people who you know it's about could feasibly see it when they come out yeah. like and it's fine just to not say anything you could just say it to your mates and get a laugh yeah kind of if you really have to yeah so yeah i think it's a case of now we kind of have to be active and engaged viewers and think about maybe the comments that we make on this program but to move on to michael who has been accused of gaslighting this week because he was basically having an argument with amber or having a chat with amber basically and he was telling her not to raise her voice and Mm. she's literally just talking at a normal volume yeah it's very weird i thought basically with the michael and amber thing in one sense like you could see that there were like little unravelings of their relationship earlier in the series when if he did raise things or said that there was beef she wouldn't really listen to him Mm. and you know, they'd just kind of move on from it and she'd kind of laugh and slough it off a little bit. Yeah. Um, And so I can see maybe, like, why Michael felt unhappy. It's more that just now that he's come back, he's kind of anticipated that she'll react in a certain way. (laughs) Yeah. She hasn't at all, (laughs) really. (laughs) He's done that thing where, like, he's chosen to go with someone else, which is completely fair enough. I do understand the reasons why, but it's sort of like... In order to justify that to himself, he's completely forgotten about all of the bits of the relationship that he liked, nor yeah. the aspects of her that he liked. And he's really, really turned her into this villain in his head. Yeah, like when last... she's actually really done nothing. So when it came to actually confronting her, he was sort of speaking to this version of her that he'd created while yeah. he was in Castle Ramon. It's like shouting at her, and she's just like, What the hell? And also on last night's episode, when he was, you know, saying to Anton that he thought Amber was going to poison Joanna yeah. against him and all this. And it's just a bit like, <laughs> She's not asked. Like, it's. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's just a person, dude. Like, yeah. I think he's like kind of built her up to being someone quite like cruel or whatever yeah, in his totally. head. And maybe she did make him feel bad at certain points, but also, you know, the real life thing is obviously that she just has dealt with it fairly maturely and been like, okay, if that's what you want to do, then fine. Yeah. To the degree of also, he was, you know, paranoid that the girls wouldn't want to be friends with him or whatever. And she kind of like even babysat him through that. I know. A bit. Um, the whole thing has been very much about he's recoupled because of. Amber's behaviour not yeah. even about like the, how they interact and how they have emotional conversations like doesn't gel and that's why it mm. doesn't work he's made it all about how she's sort of like a bad person a I bit. guess also then absolutely nothing about this wonderful new girl that he supposedly likes more right. like what do you even like about her because yeah. all you've really said is what you don't like about Amber Agreed. a bad foundation for a new relationship yeah to move on more broadly to the show just a moment for Thomas Furious. The, <laughs> the right honourable gentleman. Yeah, the Thomas only honourable man in the whole of Mallorca. Um, <laughs> just, so there was a moment a few days ago when he was talking about Molly Mae's teddy called Ellie Belly. 
and he called it his son <laughs> and he said miss son <laughs> and, um, i love him. watching him stand there holding it waiting for her like against all of my inhibitions and my general personality i was like i love him yeah i do too <laughs> he's a sweet boy isn't he and also i feel like he keeps coming out with these more and more like mysterious comments <laughs> so like the other night he was like imparting some wisdom to curtis he's obviously having a crisis and saying in life you come to bridges and then you just have to come over the bridges and Curtis being like, yeah, like he said something really profound. And then last night um, he said, if Amy didn't take Curtis back, he was like, well, I'll be eating hay with the donkeys. Yeah. And it's like, is Tommy Fury like a mystic? <laughs> like, yeah, it's is like... he like receiving these messages from some sort of divine source? And are they going to become more and more unintelligible as time goes on? I do hope so. Yeah. I'm like listening to him. It's like I'm reading The Secret or something. Yeah. Like I'm learning something new about life every yeah, single day. Yeah, I feel day. like he's revelatory, you know, yeah. don't underestimate Tommy Fury. He's going to be leading a cult in about two months. I hope so. I'm joining it. <laughs> soon as he gets out of that villa to move on to tommy's closest male ally in the villa curtis man what is going on what are you up to yeah what i think has happened <laughs> my diagnosis like, is the original villa that's basically like secondary school you're in a very contained environment you've got all of these like characters and key players that are with you throughout the time Casa Moore is like freshers week at university yeah. you're suddenly confronted with all of these new people you realize that's right other people exist in the world and are hot and i might fancy more but curtis has all of this male guilt so he was just sat in fucking casserole Moore for like three days being like i don't understand why my head is turned i don't it's like you, you just have a boner for her man it's so simple yeah. i <laughs> but... do i do i take a slightly different view because i feel disappointed in curtis personally because mm. i do think like from what we've seen obviously you know we get an hour of tv every night he wasn't very honest and he as much as he was probably lying to himself and kind of convincing himself that everything's fine and that he really liked Amy and everything's going to be okay and they were going to get married and blah, blah. I do also think that in doing that, he also was quite dishonest with her and considering her situation, you know, she's never had a boyfriend, she's never been involved in these things before. She is slightly emotionally immature. It's not very kind. He has essentially led her on quite badly. Yeah, I think so too. And like, you know, also at the same time, he's only had one relationship, so he's really emotionally immature as well in like different ways. I do think with him, it sort of felt a bit like he dug himself a hole, basically laying it on with her so thick so early. Mm. And that hole just became increasingly hard to get out of. And as time went on, I just think he was sort of playing up to this idea of like the perfect boyfriend and what he thinks that that should be rather than acting on how he actually felt. Yeah, right. Which I don't think is malicious. I just think it was like, it was a stupid thing to do. Yeah. But I actually do think that the way that this relationship is played out is one of the most realistic depictions of how relationships play out in general. Just people allowing themselves to behave in ways that, you know, just are easy rather than actually (laughs) confronting how they actually feel. And I don't think this really, like, happened within the confines of the show before. It hasn't. People normally just swallow it and stick together because they... They want to win. They know that they're in a good position and they want to win. Yeah, it's it's quite rare, actually, to see someone unravel like this on the show and be like, oh, shit, actually, I just don't like you as much as I thought I did. I feel terrible for Amy. Yeah, It's just been really hard to watch because she really liked him and she thought... I really think she thought everything was fine, which is just, like, obviously so devastating for her, Mm -hmm. like, to find out that... absolutely was not and he just kind of never really felt the way she she thought he did yeah I think also like it's not 
an unfamiliar position to watch that conversation between her and Curtis last night where he like found it so difficult yeah. to break it off and yeah. to just tell her no. Yeah. There's such a problem with not even just men really, it's just anyone. It's so hard for people who consider themselves to be like nice people yes. to then act in a way that's honest and in doing that they're actually being way more unkind than they would be if they were just being like themselves yeah i agree i think his nice guy persona crippled him slightly yeah. <laughs> throughout anna anna has too many men <laughs> what are you doing anna i feel like you have to say her name like a naughty dog being like anna anna <laughs> like when she's over anna. with jordan like stop it <laughs> um i yeah. can't believe I mean, I, I can believe it because, you know, the loins want what they want. Yeah. But I can't believe she's doing this to the only real man in the villa, yeah. Ovi. Just a straight talking giant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who seems to be, like, put in especially for her, right? Like, she seems to be everything she wanted. But maybe, like, yeah. it's kind of a good lesson about how maybe what we think we want isn't actually what we yeah. want in the end, whatever. Yeah. Do you th- um, I, I actually think, though, the thing that's put her off is his hats. <laughs> he's got a lot of hats that she's uh I like she's commented the one, on. <laughs> I like the one with the string underneath. I think it's cool. His, oh, outback, I want one. his Australian outback hat. Yeah, yeah I like his that um crocodile dundee <laughs> hat. Safari guy hat. I'm into it. So Anna, I feel like I'd like her to make up her mind soon because it's quite stressful watching her like flitting between the two of them. Yeah. I hope she picks Ovi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'm rooting for Ovi. Anyway, I think all in all, it's probably time that we stop moping over the events of the last few days or our eyes will become gradually thinner and less visible like Curtis's. This is like a real thing that happened to this man. Like (laughs) over the last few days, his eyes have become like little slits. And obviously it's because he's been crying and probably not sleeping, which is very sad. But it just there keeps being shots of him like motionless doing like a thousand yard stares. But his eyes are so small that it's really comical instead of being in any way like touching. (laughs) So yeah, I hope that he gets some more sleep soon. And have a glass of water, Curtis. Agreed. I also think that we should be optimistic now, Emma. Perhaps some might even say forward-looking. Mm. Perhaps we might even want to make some pretty little predictions. <laughs> Maybe we want to do that. <laughs> Is George ever going to get to double figures with his words? I don't think he ever has in his life. <laughs> Poor old George. He's not there for long, is he? What's no, he doing? he's furniture, unfortunately. Yeah, same with hot, Marvin. Hot furniture. Same with Marvin, whose only words are asking more questions about her life, essentially. <laughs> which I like. I feel like she should have a man who's in total servitude to her. Yeah, sure. Um, she deserves that. <laughs> uh, if there was a dumping, who do we think would be like the most likely to be sent home by the public? Michael. Like, I don't like Michael anymore. I think he's been really mean to Amber. It was like invasion of the body snatchers. He's acting like a totally he different person. He put those person. glasses on, those like clear lens glasses and yeah. like becomes a different man. Yeah, he's gone all vacant behind the eyes. It's yeah. quite strange. Um, does this basically mean that Tommy and Molly May are just going to win now? <laughs> I did call this in a piece a few weeks ago because I said that they were essentially the Jack and Danny of this year, just because they sort of have... Do you think, though? She's not funny. Well, Tommy's doing all of the heavy lifting. Yeah. <laughs> I think That's Molly what May... I sort of mean. I mean that they're, they're very much in line with the winners that have come before them over the last few years in that they sort of have this, like... They're, by, by there, I mean Tommy. It's, yeah. like, funny enough 
and sort of like charming enough, but also quite like non-threatening yeah. and fairly sexless while yeah. also having like nice kisses. They've got like that perfect balance of yeah. like sexy and nice that people will sort of warm to. Also, I do think that Molly's probably quite popular amongst like younger, like female viewers of the show just because like she has nice clothes and things like that that yeah. are like fairly like superficial but do like count for popularity on stuff like this. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah. So yeah, I think really the road is cleared for them now and Molly will get her 50k after all. Yeah. <laughs> Although she doesn't care she about doesn't that. She doesn't care about it. She doesn't want it. She's going to give it to charity. She is. As famously predicted. Yeah, by Ian Sterling. Again, <laughs> the god. What's going to happen to Lucy, man? Is this the end of the road? For- I think it must just be her time. I feel soon. like they're not going to put her surfer boy in there, I don't think. And... She's had a rough time of it in there, I yeah. have to say. The thing is, she's a good sport. Yeah, she she's is. been giving it a good go, and yeah. like she wants to stay in. And you know, <laughs> she had a little, a few kisses in Castle War. Nothing really, no fireworks. What about Anton? Do you think it's going to be plain sailing for him? I now do that actually. He's got yeah. his like. I think what Anton needs because Anton is like very integral to the action now. He's like a wise elder even though he's 24 yeah <laughs> and i think people go to him for advice a lot i think he's there for the long haul if the islanders are making decisions they're not getting rid of anton yeah. he's really well liked yeah and i think all that him and bell really need is to get a bit more screen time yeah i think bell needs to just like be funny basically and they'll probably yeah. endear themselves quite well i think that they're both going to be in it till the end now yeah because they had a bit of funny banter on screen in, yeah uh, castor and more but at the minute because we've had all of these dramas exactly. we're basically only seeing him in relation exactly. to those but i want to see some of their antics because they it seems like they're going to be quite like crass and funny yeah together. like i like it i think that they're good it was like good like boner chat the other day shave his like ass that. shave his no, ass don't wish that for the poor woman emma that's not that's cruel <laughs> she's um, gonna have to if they're gonna make it together it's true it's true god <laughs> well that's it <laughs> from uh from vices love island for today join us next time when we'll hopefully have been able to begin start piecing our lives back together Will I ever sleep again? Really? <laughs> is what I have to ask. Uh, we'll have all the answers and more on Tuesday the 9th of July. Vice Does Love Island is produced by Eva Krisiak and is a Vice UK production. Please subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. And if you're enjoying it, please be sure to rate us on iTunes or your preferred podcast provider. See you, babes. See you, babes.